Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, Rod. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about hardening your location. And what I mean, like you've heard the expression, soft target, hard target. Well, you want to be the hard target. You want to be Van Damme. Van Damme. He had had a movie about that, right? Mm -hmm. You know you're a hard target if they decide to make it into a movie, right? Mm -hmm. Fuck that. So, all right. So the bottom line, you basically... I mean, how do you, you know, carry yourself? How are you, you know, in the world? How does your home look when somebody comes by on the street? When you go to a uh, hotel and you stay there, when the cleaning lady comes in, does this look like a room she's going to grab stuff from? Or is this like, ooh, you know, I don't see anything here. I don't see anything. You know, whatever. Basically, you know, you put yourself out there and... Are you a victim? You know, not not quite the victim mind, you know, we had the other night. But, uh, you know, how, how does your location look? And are you the easy mark? And I want to get into some things you can do to fortify it and make it a little bit better. Make it so that, you know, they go on to the next guy instead of you. So uh, first, I, I think we should get into uh, like assessing our own threat level. Like, mm-hmm. are we at risk? How do I know? Right, right. Well, what are you, what are you uh, trying to achieve? Honestly, you have to think about, um, you have to uh, kind of assess your threats. Uh, is it natural disaster? Is it, uh, you know, somebody breaking in into the house? Is it somebody stealing things out of your yard? Uh, nuclear fallout? You know, are you near a near a fault line? You know, you kind of have to go through the ideas of uh, what you're worried about and kind of. You know, prioritize. Address it. Make right. a make a list of what's what's priority number one, number two. You can't really 
do location or target hard hardening if Without you don't a goal. know yeah okay. if you don't know what you're what you're aiming at so that would be the first step you know um now you also need to think about things like um uh how long do you intend intend to stay in your home if it's your home you're hardening you know you have to think about you know what stores you have there you know maybe having your stores out in a shed outside in the yard is not as uh you know not going to be ideal you know you might want to think about what you uh what you would store outside in an outside shed or garage and uh what you really want to have in your house you know okay. if it's nuclear fallout you're worried about you're not going to be running out wanting to run out through your yard you know to grab things now are we caching or uh our stuff maybe are we you know putting it in barrels and whatever that sounds pretty secure to me mm-hmm. but that these are the things you know we need to think about right right um that reminds me about a uh a ser- serial killer i think can't think of his name but he was uh and storing he... barrels 50 gallon barrels of uh fuel okay uh before the war he was uh hessian or prussian and uh before the first war first world war and um Went off to war, and uh, the military was coming through town a few years later and uh, looking for fuel. Sheriff said, I know exactly where they are, and went out and opened up the barrels, and there wasn't any fuel, and they're just dead bodies. Oh, and no. uh, when they found him, they tracked him down. They found him. He had been killed, but uh turns out it was somebody else's body with his dog tags on it. Oh. So he kind of just disappeared. Nobody ever heard from him again. Um. We'll get back on topic here. All right. All right. A little uh, off task. You know, you also need to think about what exactly it is you're protecting. You know, is it your family? Is it, uh, you know, is it your food and water? Um, you know, most thefts that happen, they're looking for small things that are expensive, and guns are one of those things. So you might also want to keep that in mind. You know, are you, are you storing your weapons, you know? extra safe once somebody gets into the house when you're not around, you know? All right. Um, and also, uh, what targets are near you? You know what I mean? What other targets are you near that might draw, you know, draw damage to your house or, or make it a target? Um, you know, if you're near a water plant or a power plant, um, even a military base, you know? most part being being near near a military base might be a benefit but ultimately you know if if somebody is targeting that military base you might be up shit's creek if it's you know if kim jong-un is coming after uh, right, the united man. states mm-hmm. so uh those are things you all you want to think of before you really get into what what your designs are and what your plans are um and uh you know i think we uh we talked a lot about how to kind of fortify your home, but you also need to think a lot about think things think about fortifying your vehicle, uh, fortifying you know even your place of work if if uh, you know if it's something that um that you can plan for and and design for. That's in your control, right? Right. Um, you know, I know vehicles. They've uh, we were talking about that film on glass a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, the um, 3M film. The 3M film, yep. yeah. That might be something uh, you think about with your vehicle. You know? Somebody comes up and smashes your uh, passenger window there. Yeah. It's pretty cool if it just cracks and doesn't break. Yeah, and that's also something you you want to think about on windows near your door where somebody can, you know, reach through and, and you know, flip the deadbolt. Yeah. 
That's, nope. that's about all, right. all I got on, so, that, on that first part. Though. All right. So we're assessing, you know, your level of your house mm-hmm. or, you know, or your person or whatever. But also, I think these things are going to change with, like, you know how the military has their threat conditions, you know? Right. You think of, like, war games and, you know, their threat con three or mm-hmm. whatever. They change levels. I think your preparedness should kind of change, too. Right. You know, how you are around your house, depending on how probable or imminent, you know, a threat is. Honestly, you might approach things differently if you've heard from your neighbors, oh, there's been three break-ins on our road in the last month. You might approach it different. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, these are all things you need to think about. So, you know, they talk about you go on vacation using, like, light timers. Right. You know, on and off. You know, it seems like an extra step. It seems stupid. But, you know, I mean, I've heard you should actually get into it and even have like a plan like, oh, well, I'd really want my lights to come on at exactly, you know, this time because that's realistic with, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of create a backstory that it makes sense. Right. Or, you know, maybe they're on in the middle of the day for two hours or whatever, and then they go out. Mm -hmm. You know, know, another thing to think about with those timers is uh, radios and, and televisions. You know, if they hear noise coming out of a house. Um, you know, they or might the not see any cars light of in the a wheel. TV. Yeah, in the in the driveway. But if they hear something going on in the house, they they might just move on. Um, keep your windows. I mean, you know, keep those curtains drawn, or you know, whatever. Right. Keep them guessing. You yeah, know, you, you don't, don't need want people look watching you. And I I've actually had this this I got this old lady man, and she's been the bane of my existence living in this house. Okay. When I first moved in, I I she didn't know I was living here yet, and I saw her. She was carrying her old-ass chihuahua down the street and setting it down right on my mailbox, and it would take a piss, and then she'd pick it up and walk it back up the street. On your mailbox. On my mailbox. And now... That's a strange one. Now I moved in. I have, you know, all my curtains up and, and, you know, cars in the driveway and things, and I would see her. She'd just be standing out on the road staring through my front door, my screen door. And so I'd go outside and, like, stare back at her, and then she, oh, hi, and she'd wave and, and keep going. Like, I don't know what the situation is. I know she's an old lady, but I'm not playing with that, man. Can't trust an old lady. It doesn't sound you good. Know, why do you think they they are, like, the number one purchasers of pressure cookers, dude? Oh, It adds up. It does add up. Now, I mean, some people neglect the obvious, uh, the stupid... Uh, you know, you don't stop the mail delivery or whatever when you go out of town, you know, and you got, or maybe you are home and you got 10 papers in the driveway. Right. It's funny. I go to people's houses and that's the case. And you're like, really, dude, (laughs) you live in like a cave here and you got 10 newspapers in your driveway. You Mm -hmm. know what the hell? Um, you know, in the past we mentioned like the heavy duty strike plates on your door Fortify them with, you know, door frame screws, you yeah, know, long, three inch, long whatever. Screws. Yep. Hinges um, too. Those uh, stupid security signs. Yeah. They're a deterrent, you know, your ADT sign. Even just the fact they know, hey, this guy's worried about it enough. He did this. He might have done some other things. Right. To kind of prepare. Um, perimeter lighting, especially motion light. Motion lights work, you know, mm-hmm. they really do. Make a difference. Um, hide a key. We've talked about that. 
that's always a mistake, you know. Yep. They're always going to find it. And, I mean, you know, maybe you are that clever, but make sure you are. Yeah. You know, um, don't have it five feet within five feet of the door. Mm-hmm. Don't have it, you know, where it's obvious, you know, under the rock in the mailbox, mm-hmm. under the whatever. On top of the door know, all frame. this stuff. Um, now, your basement windows, do you have stuff on there to protect them? You know, is that... You know, here they're pretty small. Nobody's coming through them. Mm -hmm. But can they look inside? Yeah, that's a big part too is uh, can somebody, you know, outside your house look inside your house? Uh, What I saw a lot was um, not to to, uh, make hiding places in front of uh, your basement windows. Don't put bushes in front of it where somebody can hide down there and spend 10 minutes trying to break break in. Um, They say most break-ins happen between uh, 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. So not at night, which I always assumed, but it's when people are at work. People are at work. Um, um, when you do uh, security cameras, you know, make sure you angle them that you're actually going to get somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're going to have something to go to the cops with. Right. You know, seeing a bunch of people moving around taking your shit not doesn't yet. do a lot for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need where they're standing dumb at your front door looking around going, mm-hmm. hmm, you know. Yep. You know, most, uh, they say 22% of of break-ins happen in the back door. So, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, First floor windows, it's 23%. But 34% of break-ins are kicking in front through the front door. That's scary. So when you think about your your cameras and and your placement, you know, you want want to cover all your bases. I I was listening to a talk show on the radio this week, and... uh, They were talking about, you know, and these are regular, you know, country radio, you know, normal people, Mm -hmm. not preppers, you know. Uh And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, somebody rang my doorbell at one o'clock in the morning the other night. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that should be concerning. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I went to answer the door in my boxers, but I looked through the peephole before I opened it. Okay, so you see a guy out there. Yeah, that's not helpful. Uh Uh-huh. And remember, just because somebody knocks on your door doesn't mean you have to open it. And they were like, oh, well, don't worry, it wasn't anything. The guy wanted to know if my Camaro was for sale. At 1 o'clock in the morning? At 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, it seems seems like a great idea. Just ring the doorbell, got some excuse. You know, cutting down trees in the neighborhood, wanted to know if you needed a trim, uh, uh... Doing lawn mowing, uh, you guys interested? Oh, you selling your Camaro? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Okay, all right, I'll come back later. I mean, there's always a, an excuse, but if you don't know who it is, don't open the door, especially at 1 in the morning. Uh, I'm not opening the door without a gun in my hand at 1 in the mm-hmm. morning, I got to tell you. Probably not opening the door without a gun in my hand at 1 in the afternoon, <laughs> so I don't know what... Uh-huh. You know, it just it kind of blew me away how matter of fact they were. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was like, oh, and then it was the sheriff. And he was wondering if if uh, there was a, a somebody did like a hit and run in the neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just, you know, bang somebody's car or something. And he's like, oh, I saw a dent in your car, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I mean, you should be a little prepared. Right. And, and that's the thing. You know, you mentioned this people kicking in your door. You know, we talked about those uh, strike plate locks, remember, uh, Mm -hmm. back in the home security episode. Right. And something like that. You know, the three-inch screws on the hinges that we mentioned a minute ago. This kind of stuff. Anything that can buy you an extra 30 seconds, an extra something to be a little more prepared. 
Right. You know, to get your gun, at least get your wits about you, grab something. You yeah, know, I uh, was actually reading about a guy that put a baby monitor out in his garage because uh, somebody had broken in there. Okay. And uh, he said, if somebody tried to get in my house through the garage, at least, you know, at you least I know up. ahead of time. Yeah. Right. Just have a couple of seconds. And, you know, you even know, I, those... I probably shouldn't admit this, but I don't keep loaded guns, you know, oh, in the house. Kevin, I keep that's... them unloaded. And, uh, you know, it takes time. Yeah, it does. It's, it's not a, you know, especially if you're waking up at a, a in the middle of the night, right? It's not something that's necessarily, uh, no, but you can kind of get away without having a loaded gun when you keep that hand grenade in your nightstand. <laughs> I mean, you know, so uh-huh. it's always something. Oh, I wasn't supposed to give out your secrets. Yeah. Now everybody knows, man. The, uh. the flashbang for the living room. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, um. You know, you should think about if you're replacing doors. Yeah. You know, you should think about metal doors. That Two of my three doors in my house are Solid are metal core doors. doors or metal doors right. are really, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if uh, you know, you've got the best strike plates and you've got, you know, hinges that with three inch screws. And they're and kicking it, out panels Yeah, if they're breaking seconds. the door, though, it doesn't, that doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. If, uh, if you've got a steel door, then, um, no. yeah, it's not happening. No. But if you got that crappy wood door that's got the glued-in panels, and uh-huh. I can punch out that panel and undo the lock, yeah, it's not doing you a whole lot. That's not of favors. really helping you. But I don't know. Each his own, right? Mm-hmm. Now, same thing. So I don't know. That's about for the house, right? Well, there's one other thing oh, I wanted got? to talk about real quick. Before I move and, on. Yeah. You know, I I was looking into it. I never really thought about it. Um, but in an extreme situation, it wouldn't be crazy for somebody to crash their truck into your house. You know, intentionally. And, uh, you know, you might want to think about designing your your landscape for that. Um, You know, if you either have, you know, trees in the way that would make it, you know, difficult for for a direct hit with with a vehicle. Or, um, um, you know, just any sort of, you know, even chain link fences can slow down a vehicle a lot because, uh, you know, you hit the fence and you knock the poles down, kind but of wraps you've got you up and all the other you. poles yeah. that are pulling it on it with that chain link fence. It doesn't give easy. And each one that yanks out of the ground and yeah. maybe yours are even in cement, you know, blocks. Uh-huh. And uh, another thing for um, for the yard is line of sight. You know, if you can see everybody coming into your yard, you know, think about a chain link fence that's four feet high. Sure, somebody can hop over it, but you can see them a long time before they can see you if right. you're if you're aware of it. Um, keeping the tri- the the hedges trimmed in the yard, you know, where you know, kind of minimize hiding places, um, and hostile plants. You don't really think about it, but people are not excited about crawling through pricker bushes. I got some poison ivy on my hand, and I'm thinking about it all the time. Yeah, no, so. I've got, I've got, I'm covered in poison ivy. I mean, this is the time of year. I guess I need to get some goats that's and it. have them. You know, you can rent goats. I I'm thinking rent about goats. renting them. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, you know, somebody sees that big uh, pile of poison ivy, they may not walk through your bushes. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they do, at least you'll know who it was next week. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, look at that jackass. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, you're talking about thorns, prickers, different mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. I understand Yeah, immediate that. deterrence. I'm not looking to make him uncomfortable a week after he breaks <laughs> Next week, house. you're going to pay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. I kind of um, like the long-term effects. <laughs> um, 
Now, I was looking through uh, fortified homes. Yes. Uh, if you have some, some money to spend and you're looking to build something. I do have some extra money. Well, uh, I was looking at a website, Hinman Fortified Homes. They've got some really, really interesting, you know, blast-resistant uh, houses, um, you know, small arms they set up to uh, 50, uh, 50 cal. 50 cal is pretty substantial. Cal. Yeah, I mean, you really, uh, you're going to have to have somebody with some serious firepower trying to get in. And um, they're down at Virginia Beach. Okay. Which I lived down there. It looked like it was a, a veteran-owned business. Right. And uh, definitely I would check out their website. It's Hinman, H-I-N-M-A-N. And uh, if you're really interested in, in building Maybe you just home, get some ideas for your own if you can't afford to right. shell out the, uh, the right. bling. You know? And they really had some uh, great ideas and some fantastic uh I was really worried um, about somebody coming stuff. up with a 50 cow on my house, so. Well, I mean, hey, like if that, if that's something you don't even have to worry about, anything less than that. If I can cross that off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check out that website. That's uh, definitely got some great ideas. It's got some great products. Um, and it uh, looks, like looks like a pretty decent company there. I like it. You know, steel chainsaws are from Virginia Beach. Oh, really? A lot of good things coming out of there. Yeah, that's where I was was stationed down in Little Creek. All right. So same thing, though. You don't want to be a target in every part of your life. You know, you mentioned it, your job. You know, you don't want to, you know, how is your location? What would you do? You know, what do you have? What can you secure it with? And even if you can't control the environment so much, is there something you could keep in your desk that, you know, or can you kind of get a plan? All right, well, there's that desk over there is solid oak. I could right. flip that one over and put it in front of the door or whatever. If, you know, whatever. Just kind of think of how would you secure. And, you know, like I said, a big part of this we wanted you to point out. We wanted to point out how vulnerable do you look? Are you inviting trouble? Right. Um. But the same thing, it's not just how you look. It's. Are you secure? You know, can you mm-hmm. put up some kind of resistance? Um, I mentioned, you know, same thing. You go to a hotel room. You leave your wallet, your camera, and all that out on the bed, and you go down to the pool, and, mm-hmm. and oh, you come back, all oh, your shit's gone. Everything's missing except for the camera and your toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all heard that story. And then you go home and get you the look toothbrush. look at the pictures, Yay! The picture developed, and your toothbrush is at somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a disturbing... I think it's an urban legend. I don't know that that's ever really happened, but I've heard it probably five or six times from uh, different people that that supposedly happened to their friend. Always sticking these toothbrushes up their butt. <laughs> that's what I want to know. There was that South Park episode where I think Cartman had the uh, prostitute come in and use all the the parents all got the herpes. <laughs> His parents gave him chicken pox and revenge. <laughs> that's, that's pretty nasty. Oh, no. I think we should all apologize for that one. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to apologize. No. That was funny. That um, was funny. So another thing you want to think about is your commute. You know, how okay. regular is your commute? Do you do you drive the same way every single morning? Do you get in your car and take the same route at the same exact time? You know, it's... Not something that most people have to worry about, but if, you know, somebody's out to get you, that's an easy way to do it, you know? First thing you do is is track their movements and and figure out a a schedule, you know? So 
you know, I I usually uh, vary my commute quite a bit, but it's really just because uh, you know, change of pace, you know. Right. But also, you know, do people, uh, you know, if they, you, you know, nobody thinks they're ever under surveillance. Right. You know, nobody ever thinks, hey, the government's watching me, or mm-hmm. you know, my ex-wife's, uh, or you know, my soon-to-be ex-wife's, uh, you know, guy right. is. Stalking me, trying to get information. Yeah, I, I, Do you pay attention and look if somebody's telling you? Um, about five or six years ago, I found out six months or a year later that a private eye was investigating me. Right. And, and that's, that's a little bit disconcerting when you find out later on, you know? Right, exactly. Was I was I planning on anything properly? You know, was I yeah. doing anything uh, suspicious? Was I What was I doing? What was I doing then? Right, you know what I mean. I, you know, you think back and try and think about what you did, but it's better to find out six months later and be confident that, you know, nothing happened. Nothing so, happened. Yeah, but that's you know that's the kind of thing you know you never think. Oh well, somebody's stalking out my yard to you know break in tomorrow, or you know whatever casing out the neighborhood. These are the things you need to kind of be aware and looking around and. And, hey, what's going on, you know? The guy who comes up and, oh, you know, I lost my dog, and you've never seen him in the neighborhood. And, you know, oh, I thought he might be up here, and they're kind of looking around, oh, what have mm-hmm. you got kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know? and yeah, it's another thing with your house you need to think about is what do you have out in your yard? You know, what what can walk it's off? The snow blower right there all mm-hmm. winter long, you know, you right next the to the front door. extension ladder underneath the deck. And, you know, whatever, what's going to disappear? You know, this stuff all costs money, and... A lot of guys out there hustling for a quick buck. Yep. That happened to me uh, about seven years ago. Went out to uh, push mow my my front lawn. And it was a little house, little lawn. Started raining as soon as I walked out there. And I said, ah, I'll just push this underneath the uh, the porch uh, overhang and, and come back out and do this tomorrow. And the next morning, is gone. And I talked to a cop and he's like, yeah, I saw some dude pushing, pushing a lawnmower <laughs> down the highway. He said, I thought he was just going to mow his friend's lawn. But, yeah, no, that was my lawnmower. Yeah, it was your lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had, like, Kevin's property of Kevin on the <laughs> side. Yeah, that's the one. That's right? the one. Yeah, no, my kid had his bike stolen out of the front yard when he was little. You know, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff happens. Um, you never think it, and then you're kicking yourself later, you know? Right. Why didn't I just push so, it back into the garage and close the door? A little bit of laziness, you know, cost you seven, 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I mean, a mower's two bucks, but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I was thinking snowblower. I'm thinking, you know, you're right ride on, on mower. mower. Yep. A lot of people have these things out, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I don't know, something to be aware of. Now, did you get to try out some coffee this week, or? Uh... I did. Now, I what did. do you think? It you was, had uh, Lord Five. It was really, uh, really on point, man. You know, the, the real. The real uh, verification of good coffee is the taste. You yeah. Know? I don't care about the caffeine levels because I can drink as much as I want. But if it tastes like crap, then, uh, you know, nah, you it don't, defeats the whole purpose. And some of the, the convenience store stuff, man, I'll, I'll drink it. And some of it's fine, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But some of it you go and it just turns your stomach. Right. And like, you can go to the oh. same gas station day in, day out, and it's hit or miss. You catch that wrong one. But see bag locker coffee? Yeah. That's a hit. It's been handling it. So, you know, I've really been enjoying it. I know you guys, uh, I know some of you out there are drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you can't tell me you're not coffee drinkers and you're men. Right. Is and there the hair on is, your chest? The price is right. You know, it, it's not a the, not the, expensive stuff. You know, you're spending just as much on on Folgers. You know. Yeah. No. No problems. Um, some of the ladies out there listening, I, I read the reviews on iTunes. There's there's girls out there listening. We've been getting, you know, emails in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's your your sexy voice that does it. Sexy I think. voice is what does it. Yeah, yeah. So girls are drinking coffee. You can't tell me you don't. Mm-hmm. You're grown up. You're drinking coffee. You're a badass. You're mm-hmm. drinking coffee. So don't forget. Seabaglocker Coffee. Seabaglockercoffee.com, right? Give it a shot. They got like mercenary coffee. A lot mm. of good things. Like I said, Alert 5. Mercenary, I think, is like a real dark roast. Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, they have a lot of different roasts. I like the medium roast, but. You find the right thing for you, is what I say. Yeah. Now, I um, talked to uh, Seth from uh, Span Eye Blades. Span Eye Blades. Span Eye Blades. Span Eye Blades. All yep. right. He says he says Spain eye, but I think everybody else he talks to says Spani. Spanny. Spanny. Spanny blades. Um but uh yeah, he got his uh got his jungle primitive rebuild over here and uh, nice uh black walnut handle. Um the sheath that came with it is uh saddle you know, saddle quality quality leather. Uh locally sourced, all his stuff is you know, is from right around his neighborhood there. And um Good quality work, so check out check that out. You can find them on Facebook. I'll put a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Now, also, you might be thinking, hey, you know, I really have been enjoying these episodes lately. They're stepping up their game, a lot of good information. Maybe I should head over to Patreon and support the guys that bring you all this love. Is that not something you're interested in? Maybe you have an idea for a great podcast. Maybe you know what we need to be talking about. Shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Yeah, and if um, if you've got any, um, found any new interesting uh, prepping items, survival items, let us know. Um, you know, if you want to send us a, a review by email about something that you found that you, that you like, um, let us know. And we can uh, check it out and, uh, um, you know. Enlighten the uh, Enlighten the world. world. So... With that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Ooh.